Welcome to the You and I podcast, a series where we share firsthand the experience of patients with overactive bladder. My name is Professor Marcus Drake, and I'm delighted to be talking to these brave patients willing to discuss their condition so that others can better understand OAB. So that that's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because the how people react matters hugely, and um, it would be interesting to know whether generally do you get a you know supportive reaction, or or, or else, is it very varied what people end up saying to you? Should how many people have you actually told? Um. I've, it's it's strange. I, I don't like to use the word journey. I, I've been on a journey with this, but I've I've begun to be more open, and I, I would say the vast majority of people have been very understanding and very con- considerate. I, I think there's a fear that people won't be, but I don't I don't think that to be honest that is matched by reality. I mean, I've been in hospital settings and had fantastic care. The the only time I've had experiences where maybe someone's gone maybe into sort of professional mode and been a bit, um, oh, you know, so you poor thing type thing. But I, it, it's, I've never had direct negativity. I've, I've only ever, but again, it's difficult to know whether it's you projecting what you're feeling on to someone else's reaction. But um, I, I think, I think there's such a fear around this, this issue and the reality is um, not matched by it. So the, that reaction of the poor thing, did that go down badly with you then? I It's a difficult one because I don't want to sort of, I would, I do, it's a hard one. I, I mean, you want sympathy and understanding. And, but I just felt that it was very, it's a hard thing to describe. It's like quite a subtle thing that I felt somehow... I was then almost like just slightly less of a person in the eyes of that the individual, and 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 they they seemed to after I'd had an and basically I had an ultrasound and then had a, an accident during the ultrasound, and although they were very kind, very considerate, I just felt they treated me a little bit differently afterwards. But I mean, yet yet again, you know, I've had other experiences of accidents that have happened and. People have been absolutely brilliant and they've just got on and, you know, been very helpful. And, you know, for me, it's about, I do want understanding, um, but I don't want, you know, oh, you poor thing, you, you know, these things happen sort of thing. But it, it's it's a difficult one. But um, the vast majority of experiences I've had have been very positive. And even that experience, it wasn't um, too bad. It was just I felt that somehow, you know, I, I felt that, I was being treated a little bit less than I would have been um, before the incident. Mm, yeah. And then do you ever sort of get a feeling that perhaps people have an undercurrent that they sort of know where this is coming from in the sense that to an extent quite a lot of people have milder version of the same sort of symptoms? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, it's quite in... I tell you, the one story I, I can tell you, I... I had an accident working in a, a charity, a medical charity office, and it was quite amazing because although it was very embarrassing for me, I learned more in that afternoon about my other colleagues who then opened up about their own health issues, not necessarily continence, but um, 
and I have been in situations where I've had an incontinent episode and, and, and someone has been honest and said, well, you know, I don't have exactly the same issues as you, but, you know, I've been at the door and leaked as I was trying to get in the door. And it, it is it's quite interesting that, that we don't talk about it, but if something happens to you, you know, it's, it's, it's a problem aired and it's, it's a problem shared. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating how when, when you do divulge it, how other people often come forward with something slightly different maybe, or something, or, or, or actually do have a similar experiences to yourself. So it's, um, yeah, it's just a shame maybe we can't be as open. I guess that's absolutely right. And it, it is incredible just what proportion of the population there is some aspect of health that's very important to them, that they have to make some adaptation or some coping mechanism. And they'd prefer people are not immediately aware, but that there's a bit of a trust built up. Do you feel, you know, that... You know, as as a bit of trust develops, it, it becomes easier to open up this sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, I certainly do, and I, I mean, obviously, I'm not. I think you know, this has got to be on an individual basis, and it's just got to be, you know, whether you're comfortable to do it. I mean, obviously, there's certain situations. You know, if I'm in a work environment, I don't necessarily want to share this uh, intimate issue that I have, unless I feel that you know I trust someone, and you know, I mean, I often do it. I prefer to be honest about it so that if an issue does happen, I then haven't got to go through the whole rigmarole explaining, you know, this happens. You know, if they know, all I need to say is, you know, I've had an issue and no more said and I can get on and deal with it. So I I think it's important. But, you know, I never feel obliged to tell people the issue because it's a bit at the end of the day, although I'm doing this podcast, it is still a fairly personal issue to me. And obviously in certain situations, you know, it's not... (laughs) It's not something you'd necessarily want to do just blurt out during the dinner table conversation. But, uh, but yeah, tr- trust is important. Yeah, trust is important to me. I, I wouldn't, if I didn't, if I wasn't comfortable, I wouldn't um, divulge it to uh, someone. And, the, and one of the key points about OAB seems to be the, f- the first time somebody has a leak is a, is a big event. And then the first time they have a big leak, which your experience at the train station was probably that sort of thing. That's also a significant experience for them. Do you think that's a sort of um, uh, a moment that actually really shakes you to a substantial extent that, that's disproportionately influential? Um, absolutely. Um, that incident with the train is probably near, well over 10 years ago. And, and, it, and obviously... I continue to have bladder issues and I, you know, have bladder issues most days, but I think there are, I think your brain, you know, I think you tend to remember sort of particularly um, traumatic and memorable incidents. And and for me, that was a memorable incident because as you say, I had previously, I mean, at the time I was wearing a pad because I'd had smaller leaks, but that was the the first time that I'd, been in such a public setting and the whole bladder had just gone and yeah I mean I there's you know I can I can tell you that the train incident I've, I've been on a plane and similar situations happened and you, you know there's about two or three incidents that sort of stick with you and 
no matter how, you know, you sort of have other positive experiences, those are the ones that I think you sort of tend to sort of remember. And then obviously then that later on in life, when you're out and about and it happens again, there is that sort of remembrance of the fear and anxiety around it. Mm-hmm.